broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. All your days are belong to us. We'll do it live! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miscommunication. Oh, no, uh, this is first video blog. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are inert. Objection! New a barrel roll! Don't hate me, bro! It's a trap! It's time to do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
it was kind of like this revolutionary thing of going, wow, you can actually have like levels and have like an ebb and flow to how combat goes on. And like, even, like it's weird to think about Doom being a game that has an ebb and flow, but for that period, it definitely did. But more so, yeah. more so even with Quake, though, I think any yeah, kind of game that he designed, it, it did have that kind of push to it, you know? Mm. But it's kind of like that thing of like intense combat followed immediately by like, oh, okay, I'm just walking for a little bit just to kind of, and it's a, it's a really it's a really nice way to like it, it, it's one of those things where like it's one of the first games where like that I played where there was actually like a flow to it, mm. you know. But I remember also playing like some of those like side scrolling story games from like the eighties, and my god, were they dull? Because it's just like you know it's like basically like doing point and click but with four options instead of like nine or whatever you would get from like monkey island you know and it's just nice to kind of play it's it was nice to, it's nice to see like guys like that to us talk about game design because it's, hmm. it's just interesting conversation usually for sure know? and and that's you know that's one thing i'm, I'm definitely going to try catch anyway because uh we, we were very good with the panels uh, during the summer edition mm. but even still trying to fit everything in was was tough so i'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make that <laughs> was, my top priority yeah it was a bit a bit exhausting but um you know like it's it, it it was still really cool though i mean one of the it was one of my favorite things about doing that con was like just sitting in on the panels and you know even if it was stuff that i wasn't really aware of or whatever you're just coming away going like oh cool i actually enjoyed that it actually you know made me more interested in things which is always a good thing well see the way i see it is it, once you learn something that's yeah. a successful panel you know like oh. i remember hearing a couple of years ago um i didn't go to kevin smith's show in vicar street uh, yeah. when he was just doing his his stick and the lads were saying it was literally like one of his dvds yep and i'm like oh and he told apparently told the exact same stories and i'm like oh well you know that's pretty disappointing, but yeah, you know when something like that happens, I'm like, what's the, the point? I think with stuff like um, when it comes to someone like Kevin Smith, you know, who has done because like he comes from nerd culture, so he's done like you know when it's like, hey Kevin, do you want to come and do a con? He's always been like, yes, I do. So there's he's one of the few guys who's been like a you know a, you know I don't know if you'd say he's an A-list director, but he's like you know, high B if he's not a low A, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's got like, he has a, like there's a body of work of him just doing panels and him just like telling stories and stuff. And like, you know, if you're a big enough fan of his, I think the chances that you're going to, that you go to see him live, that you're going to hear a story that he's never told anywhere before that you've never heard before is kind of unlikely unless it's something that happened to him in the last six months of his life. But see, that's what I find yeah. funny, um, because when I saw him a couple of years later, when he was doing Hollywood Babylon, the taping yeah. of the show, that was much more enjoyable because it was him just doing a podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. But again, they're kind of a different... They're a different thing, you know? Like, it's... Um, you know, like, it'd be like, like, it's kind of like imagining... You know, if you went to, if, if especially if you went to, if you saw what like an old school um, shoot interview from wrestling with, um, like, we'll say Cody Rhodes for the sake of argument, right? And if you watched one, you know, from six months ago, 
chances are everything you said they were in like a because shoot interviews are usually what like three hours long mm. at the shorter end of how long shoot interviews can go on for you know chances are you're not going to hear anything new if you go and see him at a con yeah you know like, actually unless, unless something really funny happened in the most in like in recent uh like in like recent weeks but that's about it you know it's funny that you mentioned that um did you hear the rumors today and not to get too much into the wrestling side of it but yeah. did you hear that um undertaker apparently is charging obscene amounts of money for appearances it doesn't surprise me i mean come on man he's the undertaker people will pay that oh yeah well i, I did you know? see tickets for his uk appearance something like three or four hundred euros and it's like yeah no, I'm like I'm not yeah. gonna pay that, you know. Yeah, but people will. Like people will. It's the Undertaker. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know. But it's one of, he's still. one of the most protected, one of the most protected uh, gimmicks, and it's so hard to find. Like, um, it's so hard to find out of character interviews and stuff with him. That like, yeah, I I think this there are people who. There, like his and his fan base is legitimately huge. Yeah, and I like it doesn't like, like look, I'm not saying I am going to spend that kind of money. Absolutely not. I'd be in cra- I'd be a crazy person too. Well, look, but we at ha- the same time, well, look, like, we have some, some people who love him would gladly spend that kind of money. Well, look, we have I some totally people. We have some. That. We have some people in the chat, uh, guys. Sure. Would, would how much would you pay to go see somebody? Would you pay over 100 euro to go to to see somebody like a, a comic book writer or wrestler or whatever? The most I would pay would be about 40 euro. That's about it. Realistically. You know, it's just because yeah. you're not you're not going to meet well, them. And maybe if you do. And again, this 300 euro isn't yeah. isn't to meet the Undertaker. It's literally just to be in the room with them. It's like, oh, that's yeah, totally. You know? Like, I think. OK, so like if someone said if I had to put a monetary value, I'd see unlike uh, being in the same room as like. I mean, like for me, for me, it'd be like if I was, it was like pay hundred euro to be in the same room as, like, a, like to be in an intimate setting with the band member some tool. I'd be like, yeah, hundred euro is well worth that. Yeah, totally you fair. Know? Yeah, that's totally you know? fair. Yeah. Like that's totally like, for me. That's totally worth it. My favorite band of all time. So mm. I'm happy to spend that kind of money. But if they're going like, well, would you spend, hundred fifty euro? I'd be like, oh, I guess I would. Would you spend mm. two hundred euro? probably not <laughs> you know yeah. and that's kind of where i would get i would just kind of get priced out at that point and they're yeah. my favorite band of all time i'm not spending 200 quid on them like yeah. you know it's, it's like enough is enough you know it's kind of like that um that whole mess with 175 either like you know it's well dude here's the thing you know i i think with, with everything putting money on it and exploiting fandoms is is kind of like becoming more uh, prevalent by the day mm. like fallout 76 is like a prime example of that where <laughs> yeah totally pretty totally. much everything that happened uh it's been covered ad nauseum online but everything that happened with the development of that game with the the special edition all just kind of <laughs> went to hell <laughs> and it just gets worse and worse and worse now yeah. apparently in germany you uh they're actually giving away fallout 76 with a controller so if you buy a controller in gamestop They'll give you a free copy of Fallout seventy six. It doesn't surprise me because, like, I mean, the like, I mean, for, like, outside of everything bad that's happened with Fallout seventy six, like, I, w- I would say that I'm a fan of Fallout, but I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan of it either. Mm. But, like, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's like, oh, I love Fallout. You know, 
I've never, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's like, oh, I love Fallout, but you know what I really wish Fallout had? I wish it had multiplayer. Yeah. I have never heard anyone say that. If it likes like Fallout like, for the story. Let alone, yeah. let alone having MMO. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's just it, it, com- completely misguided, but like, I do, oh, I, I wasn't a big fan of The Elder Scrolls Online either. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> The Elder Scrolls Online is a fine uh, MMO. I don't think it's like, I'm not the biggest fan of MMOs in general, to be fair. But mm. like, um, I mean, it's a fine MMO. I don't think it's like amazing. But I mean, I I know people who I do know people who really enjoy the the online aspect of it. But I'm also like, well, just like get the if you're that into it, just get the mods for Skyrim because like you can go to a lot of these places yes. in the mods. It's the same kind of thing. You know, and like a lot of the content is already kind of like, you know, people find ways to just shove it to shoehorn it into the mods for Skyrim. Mm. And it's kind of like, I mean, I like, I mean, MMOs are just one thing I've never really gotten into just because I feel like it's a, that they're usually really good single player campaigns that have been ruined by other people being there. Well, that's, <laughs> you know? well, the only kind of MMO outside of obviously, you know, playing World of Warcraft and stuff, which I did for a while, but nothing too hardcore was um, Star Wars The Old Republic. So yeah, The Old Republic was pretty good. It was pretty good, but it was plagued by that feeling, by two sets of connected but separate feelings. One, were as you were saying, this is a cool story, but it's ruined by other people being here. And mm. also, why isn't this just um, Nights of the Public Tree? Like, what's wrong with that? Now, we got an answer to that, actually, t- this week. We found out why there wasn't a Nights of the Public Tree. And it's because, apparently, uh, like, e- even, you know, it was picked up when EA, EA picked up the license. EA have been killing it. Yeah. Any suggestion? Like, no. Um, and this is something that was has been going on pretty much since the the Disney buyout of mm-hmm. Lucas Lucas Arts and Lucas Films. So that's why we haven't got out to the public tree because EA don't want you to have. But on that connection, there yeah, is a new. No, apparently, there's no data that people play single player games. Well, here's the thing: there is a new game coming out that looks like it's going to be single player. Like okay, like two or three different games have been cancelled, but. Uh, Je- Star Wars Je- Fallen Jedi apparently is is the one that's coming out in October. Yeah. And that doesn't look like it's going to be multiplayer. It probably will have a multiplayer element to it, but, you know, the story-driven one by the creators of Uncharted uh, was killed off there like two weeks ago. Yeah, and that's um, that was massively disappointing because, like... Um I think when it comes to the like, I mean, when it comes to the way, like, it's interesting because there was that thing about the um, about Disney. They were saying that they had that they were actually pretty happy with the way that um, the the EA were using the the that's, Star Wars. That's license. insane. That's insane yeah. for so many reasons. I, yeah. At the same time, though, like, I think it's very telling when they basically like had like their statement on it was basically them shrugging their shoulders and going. We're really bad at making yeah. games. So at least they're making some games. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like. I know. Yeah, okay, no, like, hold on. The okay, actual statement. I'm a, I'm a bad. I'm a the act- bad storyteller and a bad writer. But at this same time, I wouldn't look at what Stephen King does, and I wouldn't look at what I Stephen. I wouldn't look at the some of the drivel Stephen King writes and go. Well, at least he writes books, you know. The like, actual statement from from Disney was, 
uh, EA has been good for Star Wars games. And I don't know how... I don't know like, what they're looking at. Like, look, did I like Battlefront? Kind of. Yeah. Did I like Battlefront 2? Not really. Do I like it now? Yeah. If you actually pick up Battlefront 2 now, the game is actually pretty much what they marketed it, marketed it to be in the first place. It's a complete Star Wars game and get, gets better with every mm. upgrade. But it's like... That's that's not that's not like good for the Star Wars games. You know, it's so repetitive, um, and it's just samey. Like it took them two attempts to pump out an okay game. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, like okay, you know, one of the best things if you want to see how good Star Wars games actually were, um, pick up an Xbox and just go through the, the original Xbox li- uh, library. You know, yep. now, are, are, sorry for interrupting. Are all the Star Wars games good? No, but. You know, there's a there's most of them are yeah. Like it even has the has the Jedi Knight series as well, and that's probably the best one. But I mean, even if you have a PC, most of those games are on there too. Very true on Steam. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I'm just even trying to think of games where what like that's like in hindsight that was actually a bad game. Like um, Shadows of the Empire is a game that I loved when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. My God, has it aged badly. (laughs) Like it's aged yeah. so badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has this auto aim setting in oh, it, and like dude. you really just are hoping he hits. Like, like uh, look, Dash Rander, Dash Rander is super cool. Like, he is a yeah, cool yeah. character, but you're like, oh, <laughs> you're playing it. And uh, for me, you know, they kind of they pulled me in with Hoth, you know, that the first level being a Hoth. Oh man, yeah, that's and it, so great. And it was the first time that you could actually kind of like play that at home. Yeah, uh, but when uh, you go back and you're just like, you know what? I'm gonna play literally any other Star Wars game that has hot in it because the handling yeah. is so much better. But you know, for its yeah. time, for its oh, time, for its time, and the book, time, okay. the actual book that they released, um, is quite good too. If you, I don't know if you read that or not. Have you? No, I never got a chance to read it. Um, it's very God, good. That game was great. Like the one thing that was really nice about that game was that like it had a really nice level of variance in it because you like have the in half like there's the two level there was two levels in it because like you had the snow speeder stuff which i remember being really fun um but in hindsight but then i remember i remember it being really fun and then playing going like uh this is painful <laughs> and then like you actually have the level where you're playing as uh dash trying to escape and that's really fun that was cool um, you know I, like and i do have to say for what they did on the n64 um it is kind of like landmark you know actually there's a game that came out i don't know if you've played it but it's only for the ps sorry it's only for the pc and for the n64 it's called battle for naboo have you played it no never i picked it up i I paid 60 euro for it and uh, i have it just for collection because i like to collect star wars games Mm. and uh, it's not bad no it's not but no it's not no it's not great and it's not worth 60 euro but yeah. it's 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 the progenitor to the Rogue Squadron series, or like oh, the, cool. as it was moving really in, cool. because yeah, uh, really cool. Lucas Arts signed a deal uh, mm. f- exclusively for three games. One of them was the first Rogue Squadron ser- uh, game, and then they kind of moved on to the GameCube. But before that, mm. they had to pump out another game, so they pumped out Battles, Battle for Naboo, and it's okay. You know, it's mm. it, it. I would just say, you know, pull up, uh, pull up Rogue Squadron. I need them on the GameCube, and you you'll have a better experience. But um. You know, Battlefront 2, it's getting there. It's yeah. very slowly getting there. 
It's still nowhere near as good as ba- the actual original ba- Battlefront 2, unfortunately. Yeah, but not for the reasons yeah. that people were saying. Like, I remember... Yeah, totally. Like, I, I mean, but they did... They had to, like, rebalance the game and take out all the stuff that was controversial. Yeah. Um, Like the but, loot boxes and the loot yeah. crates and the gambling and all that kind of stuff that... Uh, call me crazy. I think it's a bit weird when a game that's, you know, 13 years... A senior of a game... It plays better, but um, but you know what's that's even just me though. But you know what's like, even crazy though, Bryn? You can have, people are still modding it, and the yeah. mods are actually supported, and the mods make it great. There actually was a, an Xbox mod that you, you can't get anymore because the website's taken down. Uh, tags Nintendo for that, by the way. Um, mm. You you could actually like, get it, and it's a it, it's a hyper version of uh, Battlefront Two. It has uh, like mods from every era, including the Old Republic. So you can actually oh, wow. play. With, awesome. Yeah, you can play with Old Republic heroes. So you're just going around slaying people as like Revan. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's like very cool. that's, that's very, very cool. cool. But there you go, dude. Like you know, it, there's so much money in this that EA just haven't realized there's money in. Mm. But this is like the um, this is the thing that we've talked about on the air and off the air before as well. Is that like the Star Wars IP because of like, like I mean, it's one of those things where I'm not the biggest fan of the I'm not the biggest supporter, I should say, of the expanded universe. But my God, it just is a license to print money. Yeah. If you just because like I mean, look, it's it's one of those things where you go well. I mean, it's a bunch of people who've put a good bit of a good body of work into creating a massive amount of lore, and you know, to get the best possible groundswell support, you might as well use it. Like, I don't well, see, understand they, they, this. They were using bits and pieces for it. Going like, yeah, totally. Yeah, like, but you know what I mean. I though? know what you mean. Like, it's, it's, it's very, it's weird where you're going like i know what, what we'll do we'll we won't give people what they want that way they'll get outraged and they'll get more clicks for hype and you're like i don't know if he- Yeah, Bryn has kind of dropped on us there. Uh, we'll wait for him to come back. Just make smaller, simpler games, and not really try to. They try to shoehorn in like these massive uh, multi-game, multiplayer experiences. Like here's the thing: like uh, what is ex- pretty much predominantly. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, you're, the internet's gone a bit crazy there. You dropped on us for a minute, but you came back. What, what, I, I do. I do. I do agree with you. Yeah. You know, like I. I personally value the smaller story during games over a, a multi a multiplayer you know extravaganza because you know not only it, it becomes it becomes watered down and we're seeing this now with you know the, the, the almost death of fps's like your battlefronts and so your battlefields and your call of duties now into more kind of like um what's a uh, battle royale games like uh, fortnite and stuff you know where yeah well it's become it's that games as a service thing. Yeah. And like, I mean, also like on one side, it's, it's one of those things where I kind of wrestle against it. Cause like, look, multiplayer thing, multiplayer games aren't my scene whatsoever, 
but I I do see the value in it just because I see I see how much like how much people enjoy specific ones like the love people have for Overwatch. There's no way in hell I would want to deprive someone from that experience because if they love it, why would I say, oh well, that's a bad thing, right? But I think I think it's one of those things where I'd say like there's a time and a place for it in the same way that like you know there's a time and a place for sports games you know oh yeah like, and i don't like, necessarily like like every, you know, every dude for, for, as far as i'm concerned a single player fifa game would be as bad a move <laughs> as making a multiplayer fallout game you know? yeah like that would kind of de- completely defeat the purpose and i i, I think until uh, until people realize that there isn't a one size fit all kind of thing you know it, it needs to be addressed and yeah. going forward with this kind of oh if you just release one game a year it will like it'll be different grand tastes and stuff like well that was the great thing about the star wars games star wars games always catered for all kinds yeah. of tastes but it's like it's yeah i mean but that was also the thing as well is that like I, I think it's something that I maybe this is me but roast into classes, but I do feel like previous generations of games catered to more tastes because they weren't really trying to sell like what was it the um there was a thing that came out recently as well about um Star Wars where under two underperformed because it only sold three and a half million units. When they expected to sell four and a half million units, mm. and you're like, that's still an amazing amount of games to sell. Three and a half million units. Good lord! Like, I mean, that would be a like for you. Look at almost any. You look at almost any retail, like uh, something that sells in retail, and three and a half million units is a good man of sales. Yeah, like it. It that's something that I just I don't think i'll ever really understand and i think it's like you know when you look back at like you know the the mid to late the like mid 90s to early 2000s and you look at the kind of the variants in games that existed like you know and like even just talking about like the single player games you know where you could go well you know you started off with like spyro the dragon and then there was also Metal Gear Solid. And then there was also Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. And then there was also like uh, Parappa the Rapper. And they're all entirely different gaming experiences. That's it within a period of what, three, four years? But like, like the amount of games. crazy. The amount of games that, that have come out uh, that just mm-hmm. are very similar. And that's one thing that like I find myself. And, you know, I stream a lot on this channel because I, I enjoy streaming and I think it's a cool feature to have in modern games. But um, a lot of them are very similar. You know, a lot of the PS4 games are kind of the same game over and over again. But then again, a lot of the PS2 games are very similar. You know, if you're playing... I was playing uh, Tony Hawk's 4 there recently and it struck me how similar to Bully it was like. But at least it had its own atmosphere and its own character. You know, I just... That's not something that modern yeah. games seem to have. You know the way? Yeah, well, it's weird. Because, like, sometimes it's, like... It really, dep- it really does depend on the game, mm. I think. That you're, the kind of games that you're 
comparing, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I think, you know, because it, it's one of those things I would try to uh, avoid doing is making uh, assumptions about, like, you know, one generation was better than the other. Like, there's, like, that infamous uh, meme where it's, like, comparing another one bites the dust by queen to girls run the world by beyonce it's like you can easily cherry pick songs that that go the other way to make the to make new music seem better than the old music like you you put pink floyd's bike up against like by Ed Sheeran, like, yeah, music from the late sucks. Like, you know, there's no way that it's a, it's just easy to kind of make those kind of assumptions. Yeah. But I think, like, I don't know. I think when it comes to the, the way games are now as well is that, like, because, I mean, you know, it's, it's simple things. Like, in almost any game you play where there's going to be gunplay, you know that the right trigger or two is going to be the firing gun. You know that, like you're gonna be, you know that you're gonna be taking, you're gonna be using iron sights with, um, with probably uh, or one or the right, the right bumper. You mm. know these are things you're gonna be doing, like whereas that's like that, like that wasn't always the way. And yeah, like uh, what you're saying is correct, and I wasn't trying to compare the two. I'm just saying that like for every every period of gaming, it shares very similar features. And oh, yeah. it's weird because nowadays the features that it shares are more similar than than ever before. You know, like, for example, yeah. it seems like everything's a sand- sandbox. You know, everything has, like, the amount of <laughs> I find myself playing games yeah. and I'm watching a character run and I'm like, I've seen this way too many times, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, I want something different. Yeah, I mean, like, sandbox, sandbox has really become... A thing where you go like another set. Like, do you remember? Like, do you remember when the sandbox was a breath of fresh air? Yes, I do. Gaming, I do. Like, I, I remember it was a revelation from the gods, mm, and now it's a curse. I still remember playing Grand Theft Auto Three, going, "I can go anywhere." Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you don't go over those bridges, and then like you get your wanted level automatically becomes four stars, and you're like, "Well, I just won't do that then." Yeah, I'll just stay here. But I can go just about anywhere here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until like. You know, missions take you. Okay, cool. That's very, that's very surprising and very cool. And like, you know, it, it, that's one of those things that I find crazy about, like, about games now is that, like, um, I think especially with like the bigger publishers, they have fallen into this trap of just giving very samey experiences. Like, Ubisoft is like the the king of this. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter if you're playing Assassin's Creed or Far Cry or um, I'm trying to think what one of the other big franchi- franchise games is, but um, Assassin, what Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, um, Watch yeah. Dogs, yep, anything with Ubisoft on it is gonna feel yep. very similar. But it's not only yep. that, man. Like I, I would agree with you if it was that the case. But any kind mm. of game, like I'm just looking at my my PS4 library here, and with mm. the exception of the remastered games and Spider Man, they're all very yep. similar. Yeah, and like even then, I mean, like, like I mean, Spider Man is, um, like Spider Man's a sandbox. But to be fair, I think that Spider Man deserves to be a sandbox. It just makes more sense for the way that the 
for for the game design of it to be a sandbox but i don't i don't really see i don't see a necessity for a lot of games to have a sandbox for it because like i mean you look at something like especially with the way that a lot of these games go where they just like they throw fast travel point uh, points everywhere and you're like if you're going to do fast travel points that frequently don't even bother having a sandbox What's yeah like it, it, that's kind of that kind of thing happened with arkham asylum where it was just like this is this is silly now you know yep. <laughs> we don't need this like, Ar- arkham wasn't a big map either no it yeah. wasn't you could you could actually travel, as far as i'm concerned as well in a metroidvania game like um like arkham really doesn't need to have fast travel points no. it's kind of traveling through the map should be its own level of fun true it should be part um, of the experience rather than just oh yeah. let's do this but um uh, there is there is there is some light at the end of the tunnel last week we uh we mentioned the ps4 bundle i don't know if you had a chance mm. to pick it up Brent. but no i did, literally did not have a chance to pick it up <laughs> it's worth it it's i think it is no it is still there it's there for another four days mm. um so it still should be there when this comes out on phoenix fm it's definitely worth it. Um, I had a had a couple of games that I've been I've been looking at for a while now. I did have a few before, but the Talos Principle uh, it had, and I've been looking to buy that game for over a year now. I just didn't want to pay full money for it, you know, because I was like, oh, it could be bad, it could not be. Actually, here's a weird here's a weird <laughs> coincidence. Hello Greedo, uh, I don't know if you follow Hello Greedo or not, but he's actually going to stream Cultor tonight. So that's kind of weird that we're talking about it. Great minds think alike. Okay, so you're listening to the podcast and you're wondering, well, what if I want to listen live and I'm not in Ireland? Well, don't worry. Go over to www.nerdtoknowmedia.com. On the webpage at the bottom, there is a link to the Phoenix FM stream. Check out the details of the show you want to listen to and you'll be able to catch us live. Don't forget to tweet in nerd2, the number 2, no, 92.5. Of course, you can contact us via the contact tab on the website over on nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre, this is Phoenix FM. Yep. Alright guys, for anyone who was joining us on the stream Very sorry, we had to kill the stream Because we had technical issues uh, Speaking of technical issues I had some te- <laughs> Oh, what a segue <laughs> I know, right um, By the way, I, I will put this up on this I will live stream this show again For people on Twitch yeah. um, Anyway So I, I got the WWE Network recently again and I was like, okay, this is cool. It's it's working. The show's good. I'm not upset or anything. That's fine. And then I went to go watch it on my tablet. And I have an Android tablet. I have a couple of tablets, but they're all Android tablets. And I got a specific one that I use all the time. Uh, and it wouldn't work. Right? So I was like, okay. Like an all work. Yeah, yeah. So the way the WWE Network on, on the Android app works is... You have to have your locations enabled and then it logs in and all that kind of stuff. So it, what happens is it's getting stuck on this uh, location screen and it doesn't move. Now it worked one time when I knocked off the locations and then it worked. 
until I turned it off. Mm-hmm. Which, according to, to WWE support, isn't supposed to happen. But Or, sorry, they said it's impossible for it to happen, <laughs> despite the fact that it happened. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I wrote a, a very thorough report, and I was like, hey, look, this is this is the situation. Here's all your specs. Here's what you need. Can you just tell me if this works or not, or if this is, you know, possible? Mm. I got an email about a day later. Uh, yeah, uh, what is the problem? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I repeated the problem, and then he's like, oh, okay. Um, okay, well, could you tell us w- w- what 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 uh, version of Android you use? And I'm like, it was already in the, the, the thing, but here you go. Uh, so I was like okay you know what I'll use the live chat function so I went in and I live chatted with them yeah and uh, they're like oh okay you know we value your your this and the other I'm like okay yeah sure it's kind of customer service yeah 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 and I was like okay here's the issue Uh, can you just tell me if there's something wrong with my device is it my device specific or is this a known problem because at the moment I can't actually use this on the device I bought it for so I get palmed off, and then I get another reply. And uh, the day later, and it's been escalated at this point. Oh, for God's sake! And it's like, hey, uh, if you try turning off the locations, then turn them on again, that will fix it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? No, that's not. And so I took a video of it to show that that doesn't fix it. You know, I recorded the screen, and then I get another email back with the exact same thing again. I'm like, okay, this is just generic. So then I uh, I used the chat function again. I was like, here, look, listen, this is like, it's been going on for over a week and a half. You know, this is, I don't even know if it's an issue or not. Mm. So the girl I got there was actually pretty cool. And she's like, hey, look, it's probably just the device. Um, it's just not working. You know, whatever. That's the, mm. um, apparently there is some issues with Android 7 with the WB oh, network. Okay. So uh, Nuga is has some issues apparently but that wasn't the issue the issue was how bad WWE support actually is it's atrocious yeah now they, I mean, now they, now they do outsource it now you know so I don't know who I was talking to it could have been anyone and you know when you outsource support you get what you pay for and this seems to be the case that, that's what's going on here one of the worst support experiences I've ever had in my life was WWE Network <laughs> yeah, it yeah. took it took me a week and a half to get a straight answer, or actually not to get a straight not even to get a straight answer. It took me four days to actually get them to understand what my question was or my issue was. Yeah, that's that's not great. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not so. great. So you know, like I've worked I've worked for like um, outsourced uh, support companies before, and like I mean if. If uh, the training they had was anything like mine, it's um, I'm trying to think of what the of an adjective that would be. Yeah, I, I think dismal. Yeah, dismal seems about appropriate. Like, I mean, dismal. it's one of those things. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, you know, and anyone who's worked customer service knows that, like, oh yeah, you know, if you have experience for with, like, you build up like a repertoire of experience. Yeah, you know, um, so like if you have low a low level of experience and you mix that with a low level of training you're gonna have a bad time and you're gonna 
cause more problems than you're going to solve. Yeah. Because... Like, like the, th- the thing about it is, dude, you know, w- do, uh, WWE, obviously this is not really their issue. I didn't expect to be talking to someone there. However, mm. a, a basic understanding of what you're... Because the platform itself is quite an ambitious under- undertaking. But the mm. way they have the app designed, and it is obviously designed to overcome copyright issues and multi-device sharing it actually does cause a lot of issues on android devices so whatever whatever way the locations work it must create some kind of loopback yeah or it's glitch inside the actual knowing why do they need yeah like like why do they need location services because like look i'm not being like not being to be funny or anything but like Sure, like you're you're region locked mm. to you know if you're in the UK and Ireland you have a certain app store or a certain play store if you're in America you have a certain play store if you're in Canada you have a certain play store if you're in Germany your play store is specific to your region mm. it's a this is a like this is a known thing that you know certain areas have specific play stores not everyone has the same thing like you can search for certain apps and they'll say they're not available in your region like so i don't understand how how it is how like you know if you download it from a certain area obviously you're able to get it from that area like like the weird like location service on because like, what if you what if you're going holiday to a place that doesn't yeah. have it? Does that mean you don't get the WWE network? Well, that, that's before? that's like, what seems that's what seems to be the case. And you know, I tried it with a VPN just to see if that was it. And you know, you know, it was just whatever way it was coded when it interacts with this tablet, it just absolutely does not work. Now it works on PS3, no problem. Works on PC, no problem. Works on other tablets, no problem. But you know. WWE Network, it's not an essential item. Mm. It's a luxury item. It's also quite expensive at 13 euro, you know, a, a month. About 10, 10 euro more expensive than Amazon Prime. Yeah, and Amazon Prime works. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what, Netflix works, you know, and I'm just like, okay, this is, this is, this is not good, WWE. This is... Uh, you, you know the only time that Netflix or Amazon Prime don't work for me? What? When I have a network issue, fair, like, fair. The only, literally the only time. But see, here's the thing: like, like this wasn't a network issue at all. Like, I tried it with data, I tried it without data. It's yeah. literally just a case of whatever way they have it designed, and it's obviously a design feature or bug. Uh, it just causes things just to not work. And here's the thing: you can't get a refund from WWE Network. Yep. So that's not okay. Now, I know people are like, oh, look, it works on our devices. True, but still, like, you can have a broken product, but you have to have a good customer service to deal with that, you know? And these guys do not have a good customer service. If WWE cared about a customer satisfaction, there's a lot of things they would have changed. (laughs) Very, very true. (laughs) But it just shows you, you know, this is is, uh, something that they probably didn't think... I only didn't because they just you know bare minimum, bare minimum outsource uh, support. That mm. in the end, eventually, I did talk to someone who actually cared. But how far did I have to go? How many people were was I actually talking yeah. to? These are all things that you have no way of knowing. And it's like okay, this is 
this is not good, you know. I know first world problems, but still, mm-hmm. like you work support, Bryn, I work support, you know, I'm just like this is terrible. This is you know, I was just thinking like if we did this we'd be you know, in trouble. Yeah. There there would oh, be yeah. there would be an issue out of this. And it's like Okay, you know this is this is problematic of a, of a bigger of a bigger sorry symptomatic of a bigger there problem. Would be a legitimate investigation into your performance, and there should be because you know in this case, it, it, it did take a very long time to even get the question asked. You know, mm. but anyway, that's my WDB network story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't well. think I'll be reopening uh, after WrestleMania, Bryn. Really? Yeah, I don't think no. I will. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like I'm like you know what. While it's handy to have, I can kind of live without it, and I can't even get it on the device I wanted it for. So, yeah, yeah, I don't but think it, I'll as well as that. There's like, I mean, there are plenty of cheaper services that also have wrestling. There are, there are. are now, to be much fair, much more happy to have your ten euro a month. And you know what? <laughs> I with, with as bad as TNA was, at least mm. you know. They never actively went against the fan base, <laughs> and I just got—they just wanted me to go away. And I'm like, okay, yeah. this is this is not something I want to give my money to. And look, guys, here's the thing: vote with your euros, vote with your dollars, vote with whatever yeah. money you use. Accessing uh, my service get better, so <laughs> you know, yeah, it is what it uh, is, you know. And here's the thing: you know, when this scales out, people buy products based on support and experience, particularly the more enterprise you go and based on this WDB you know mm. <laughs> hope you don't get bigger than you are because you got the bigger issues yeah. uh, that's for sure anyway so I do I do want to bring something up with you Bryn before we before I wrap it up two things the first one is have you read The Batman Who Laughs yet no not yet do you know what it is nope okay so last year uh Batman released uh, an event called Metal. Yes. And it was all different Batman from the multiverse. And one of them was the, the Batman Who Laughs. So mm-hmm. imagine this super creepy Joker Batman hybrid. Oh, okay. And now they've released a mini series. We're on the third one, I believe. And it's very, very good. Um, mm. I haven't read the third one. I'm reading one or two. I think. Had to pick up three or this week could be out eventually. Um, it's definitely worth picking up. It's very, very good, very, very eerie and creepy. And it's written by Scott Snyder, who is my favorite Batman writer next to Grant Morrison. Yeah, so um, definitely if you're a Batman fan, go pick it up. Uh, Mm. I would recommend, even if you're not a Batman fan, if you're just into something that's very, very different and out there. Mm. Totally go for it. Uh, it's my comic lock of the week. Sure, <laughs> lock of the week. <laughs> my lock of the week. Because uh, yeah. I actually, um, I, I didn't have long boxes. Sorry, I, I've gone. Through, I have a couple of long boxes. I didn't have any bags on boards. Uh, mm. So I had like a rake of comics just going through, and I'm like, oh, and I was going through them. I updated my my database, um, and I was just like, oh, I actually have to read these books because I'm I have like a hundred comics which I haven't actually read. So I was reading it last night. And I'm like, this is actually fantastic. Uh, it, mm. And I'm glad that I'm experiencing it week to week. But I kind of hate reading week to week as well because it's a hap- short read. But the same, well. th- the same thing happened with uh, White Knight, you know, from last year where by the time it was finished, I lost interest and ended up watching a video going through the whole story because I was like, 
I lost interest in it. But even though that was a great story too, comics suck sometimes, and that's yeah. Well, that's the way I'm it is. always I'm always much more a big a much bigger fan of getting trades personally than yeah. than reading week to week, just because like one I prefer I prefer I prefer it as a medium for reading them. Um, I also feel like they're better value for money. Um. But and as well as that, like I just feel like you can get you get more of like a a complete story. Yes, um, yeah, like where, I agree, I agree there, hundred percent. You know, whereas like, because I used to, I mean, like the, I think, I think what broke me on single issues was Spawn. Spawn broke. Spawn, spoke, spawn. spawn broke many things. Yeah, <laughs> Spawn broke like, many things. Yeah, Spawn, Spawn broke. Okay, single issues for me because like I just mm. felt like. I remember I, I bought I had like a run of like essentially like two trades. Um so like by twelve issues. And I remember like I read them, I was like, oh cool, and you know, like they'd all have like these like cliffhangers, and then it'd be like, oh can't wait for the next one, get the next one. And then I remember one day just like reading them all back to back and we're like, wow, actually nothing happened in these in these stories that just had cliffhangers. Yeah, it's it- like a cliff. It's like it's like when you it's like, like when it's this like actually was not good. <laughs> like, it's like when you used to watch Yu-Gi-Oh. You know that's why when you go back and watch an episode of, like watch the series of Yu-Gi-Oh, the duel's gone for eight episodes, and you're like, nothing's happened. Yeah, <laughs> play the card. <laughs> you know? It's the same thing in like um, like a lot of like anime, like um, hyper serialized anime has that issue more than any other thing in television, where it's just like. A cliffhanger for the sake of cliffhanger. Yeah, you know you can watch like, yeah, like Yu-Gi-Oh is a really good example. But you can also like talk, you can also throw in the likes of Pokemon, Digimon, Pokemon, um, Pokemon wasn't Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, Pokemon wasn't yeah. so bad. Dragon Ball Z wasn't so bad. Digimon yeah. I didn't watch, well, but Yu-Gi-Oh literally, the duels mm-hmm. take so long because they were divulging backstory. They were recapping, <laughs> also explaining rules Ex- that don't make any sense, Ex- explaining <laughs> deep lore. And you're like, just play the card. You know, just just play the card. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, even you pot of greed despite the fact that everyone has seen this card and it's actually illegal in <laughs> official this is what you have to do with pot of greed and polymerization is like we know what the card does Yugi you play it every day every tool every episode oh it's terrible oh, no sorry like, the show's great you know, I love the show, it, yeah, love the show. but it's like it's even that same thing in like I mean you know in like in Dragon Ball Z you would get it in every episode but basically, any time there was a fight, you could go, "Hmm, is this going to be? An, is this going to be a case of the fight will last this one episode, or is it going to be a fight that's going to last two episodes, or will it be a fight that will last about ten? <laughs> and like, just monologuing know, for the sake of monologuing. It's like it's just fighting with reaction shots. Is <laughs> you know basically it. Like I remember um, when Dragon Ball Evolution came out, I was saying, and people were going like, "Oh, well, it's not accurate to the." A source material and I was like well if it's going to be accurate to the source material the first film would be basically the villains arriving and then there'd be three films where there would just be fight scenes and reaction shots and then the last film would just be Goku charging up a spirit bomb with reaction shots and that's it that's a whole like a whole series of Dragon Ball films like nothing ever really happens in them it's just fighting you know and like I love Dragon Ball but Dragon Ball's really dumb <laughs> like oh it's exceptionally dumb you know? exceptionally dumb 
Uh, and it's a show I want to get into more, but mm. I haven't got the will to put up with that yeah. just yet. So the, the, maybe the I will. series is really worth it. Yeah, and it's the same with Yu-Gi-Oh, you know. But the only problem is when you watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. series, watching the actual show Yeah. yeah. The one thing I would possible. say is the difference is... The, the one thing I would say, like, comparing the, the Abridged series is together, like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! versus Dragon Ball, was that um, the guy who makes the Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged series, he hasn't made a funny episode in about... I want to say forty episodes. Yeah, where it was pretty much the whole sixty episodes plus the film, the films that the Bridge guys have done for Dragon Ball are all really, really funny. Oh, unreal! You know, yeah. Unreal. Like, I mean, okay. I mean, you're talking about they've done about like ten films or so, I think, and then they've got like sixty like canon episodes, and it's funny as hell, man. Like, it's okay. really, really I'll good. Check, I'll have to check that out. Even, like, even if you don't like, if you've never watched Dragon Ball. It's, it's it's the joke rate is high enough that even if a joke like sails over your head, you're still gonna be laughing a lot. <laughs> Fair, like which okay. Is, you well, know, you know, that's I, all you can say. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a watch because I have a bit of time, so I, I yeah. it's been on my list for a while, so I will make it my my yeah. top priority. Um, just switching gears a bit, Bryn, uh, before we finish up. Have you heard that new Raspberry Pi is coming out? Raspberry Pi 4 is is, is uh, dropping soon. Ooh, no, I did not hear this. Yeah, yeah. It's coming out soon. So that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, we don't know much about it yet. But, um, mm. you know, that, you know, that, for anyone who doesn't know, Raspberry Pi is a single board computer. You can pretty much do whatever you want with it. Um, it's tiny. Yeah. Except uh, turn back time. Uh, eventually, you, you put enough <laughs> together. I did find out you can make a supercomputer of Raspberry Pis. If well, you, like that's a lowercase s. Yeah, computer. but you but you still yeah seven hundred twenty you can yeah you know but you can also I'm do. Pretty cl- sure it gets uppercase if you triple that. You can you can make you can make clusters though and actually control them yeah. uh, using a thing called Linux version. I can't remember if it's gone now. Um, yeah. But it's not batteries wrap yeah. or something anyway it is pretty cool and you can you can kind of control them in real time uh, it's called a Be- uh, um, raspberry pi beowulf cluster for anyone who's, who's interested and you can run docker and stuff on them we've lost half the audience but assure me assure you it yeah. is pretty cool one thing that i <laughs> will actually one listener <laughs> <laughs> one thing that i do have to recommend actually uh, on netflix i don't know if you had a chance to see it yet it's uh the new horror movie with jake gyllenhaal in it Oh, I wanted to watch it. I haven't had a chance yet. It's called uh, Velvet Bulsar. It's very, very good. Like, I, it's not really a horror movie as such. I found mm. it better on Twitter. It's more of like a psychological thriller. Oh, cool. And uh, it, the story is that it's based in this really trendy art gallery and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is a, a bisexual art critic and oh, cool. he ends up in a relationship with this girl. This girl finds... Um, finds all this art from this, you know, this random guy in our apartment building and kills himself, and then uh, it ends up that the art is cursed. And it's cool because oh, it fun. it follows like the art being cursed, but also follows how toxic their relationship actually is. Where he's going, you know, uh, she ends up going off with someone else. Uh, his ex-boyfriend screws everything up you know it's very very interesting so it has like three or four different elements to it that make it very very intriguing and uh, i really enjoyed it now at the end it's kind of silly but it's also really creepy the cast is, is very very good very very strong um definitely worth a watch 
it's very very good and you're one from hereditary's in it as well so oh cool you know it, it seems to have all the hot actors in it now and it's mm. it, it's different it's very very different than anything else i've seen this year yeah I, the i think last thing i watched on netflix was um the batman ninja film oh yeah that's awesome yeah i didn't like it really <laughs> like not not even remotely why it just overstates welcome for me. Fair, um, fair. I'll give you that. I'll also, give you that. It's also like, like, I mean, it starts off as a Batman, as a fun kind of Batman story. And something going like, none of this. They've just shoehorned, like, they've just, like, massively shoehorned uh, Batman and his, like, and his, and his uh, rogues gallery into a standard anime yeah but that tropes. that was cu- that was the point of it though yeah i don't know i just like once it got to the point where it's like mech fights it was like <laughs> this is no longer what i want from a batman ninja you, you see I, I i i went in with the expectation knowing that it was going to be ridiculous yeah so it like, was okay it was be ridiculous i would have rather go in the like more like bleach than is like in the in the direction of something like bleach rather then than mecha fight in, yeah yeah like because you know it got it just like it was basically like it just went in a very attack on titan kind of direction but well, with look, mechs well look at the time it, look at the time that it was out yep you know but man, no, i know i look i i totally it's like when we're talking about wrestling and you know mm. the way i like japanese wrestling and you're more of a fan of lucha totally understand it's just a taste thing and oh, totally. and, the, and the choice that they went with is a choice that would upset somebody in a very much the same way if they had it went purely kind of more bleach that would have upset a whole other bunch of people oh totally so like i get it i'm just saying like it's more i would say i would have thought that it would have been more suitable for the batman character to go in that direction yeah because you could actually still have it be in keeping with it rather than going oh we're actually just not really having a Batman story here at all now. Yeah. Well, look, and, you know, it's there's certain things that when it interacts with Japanese culture, it yeah. becomes a completely different thing. Case yeah. in point, look at the Matrix. Look at the oh, sorry, look at the Animatrix. Yep. A lot of that well, stuff the is crazy. The is like um, supplementary. It is. But again, this I, is just, this is just Elseworld, man. It it's not canon, so it doesn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, it yeah. Doesn't matter. But it's like. I mean, I mean, you look at what happened when there was the the spawn anime, and it became like it became supremely horror orientated, like much more than the American uh, the American books are, and it's a really really good effect, you know. Um, and I don't, I, could, I don't know, like I think it's I think it's possible to, I think it would have been it could have been a really cool thing to have a, a like a Batman ninja, but. N- I would have just asked for a bit more restraint than what they did. That might it's come. Like, it might come know. again. You know, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be willing to throw the baby out with the bad water yeah. just yet. Yeah. But I, I I do totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I was I mean, just like, because I, like to me it's just like, you know, what they did, they could have literally done to any character and gone like, see, it makes sense. It's like, well, why does Spider Man need giant mech fight? Like Why doesn't he need a giant mech fight, Bryn? Because he's it's not Power Rangers. <laughs> but, like the, but here's the thing, you know, Spider Man in the in the store has like a car for some reason, which is like yes. this also makes no sense. Why does he need a car? Yeah, no, <laughs> just just stop. It's called merchandising. 
And merchandising, I, merchandising. I always found that really funny. Uh, you know, when when you're when you're a kid, and, or even nowadays, you walk into the store or whatever, and Spider Man has a car. It's like the one character who it's like giving Hulk a car. It's like neither yeah. one of those characters actually need a vehicle. But it was like in um, the Justice League animated series where the Flash had a van. <laughs> the Flash is another one. It's like why in the confines of the show, and he's like, I, you know, like, and he couldn't, he couldn't even explain it. With like Lantern's, like, why do you even need that? And he's like, well, shut up. I just want, um, I, I just want it. Okay, everyone else gets one. Why don't I? Basically, um, yeah. Well, actually, as well something really interesting today speaking of Netflix so Bandersnatch I don't think we talked about Bandersnatch on no, the podcast um, so for anyone who doesn't know shame on you if you don't uh, it's the full length choose your own adventure movie based in the black universe sorry the black, black mirror universe and um, yeah it, it's it's something you really have to actually kind of experience to, to get yep. but um, you know look if you haven't seen it all joking aside, it's it is worth your time. It's a very interesting, unique experience. It's an experience. Exactly, it's a that's what experience. experience. Yeah, but here's here's what I learned today. I learned that the whole premise of that movie, right, is actually based on old BBC documentaries from the time about uh, OceanSoft. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, there's 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 a bunch of other things. So it actually takes. Um, inspiration from a 1984 documentary uh from the bbc called mega game right uh and or you can even search commercial breaks imagine an uh, imagine an open so open uh, sorry commercial breaks imagine an ocean software documentary that was very difficult to say <laughs> and it's on youtube now it's 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 actually pretty cool and that seems to be the way they kind of they ran with it mm. um but also it's apparently touches on mk mk ultra and trauma based mind control that oh, is that's a, that, interesting that's a team of it and it actually kind of pick up when you pick up some of the endings of it with the dad being abusive and that kind of stuff it does kind of make sense yeah um i'm not gonna you know no spoilers or anything like that but there's a lot mm. going on there and particularly when the packs option is, is thrown that seems really about uh systematic abuse and yeah. uh, mind control which is crazy mm. it's crazy but I, I thought it was a very cool idea to kind of frame it in that way uh, with that kind of you know conspiracy edge topic while also having this wrapping of a, a documentary and you, when you, I was watching a documentary today and you're watching it you're like wow they put so much effort that it actually kind of feels like you're watching Bandersnatch like yeah, it feels like you're watching Bandersnatch, but you're not watching Bandersnatch. You know, it's it's real life. It's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, like I mean, Bandersnatch was a like it. It was just a really cool experience. But I like it's nice to know that it was that that there was like a, a good level of research that went into it like that. But I just I don't know. For me, the when I, when I fin when I kind of finished the the run of the story, I did. I just went, eh. Okay, it was an I get that. You know, I get that. Um, like, I mean, even then, there were points where we had, like, where we had fun with it. Like, um, when, like, uh, there was a point where we had where he was having, like, the main characters having like a mental breakdown, and he's like, "Who are you?" And we said that he was Netflix. So he's just going around going, "What the hell is Netflix?" And like, talking with his therapist about it, he's like, 
yeah, Netflix is like this streaming service, video streaming service, whatever that means from the future. And people are just are making me do all of these decisions. And she's like, well, that, it's like, that doesn't really follow. That's stupid. Because if this was like, you know, if this was just like a fictional thing, then, you know, we'd have to make it interesting, wouldn't we? And then we were like, there's an option between, I guess, I guess you're right, that is pretty dumb. Or you can go like, now screw this yeah that we should make it really interesting and they just have a start ha- he starts having like a full-on fist fight with his with his therapist and it's awesome like, uh, before i saw that article that was kind of breaking it down i liked it uh, basically based on that premise as well um but the attention mm. to detail and kind of the the more black mirror it becomes the more interesting yeah. it becomes for me personally yeah. but my only fear about this Brynn is that people start thinking oh you know this it was popular because they get to choose your own adventure and then we end up with a load of shows like this and that's not what anyone wants yeah well I think um, I, I think it's a very unique thing and I don't see like as well as that I don't, I'm not sure if it's not really something that any like TV network can really do. So the only places where you would see it become an option would be it's like streaming competitors. So you're talking pretty much Prime and pretty much YouTube, and that's it. And YouTube up until recently was able to support was able to support that kind of. Um, uh, that kind of thing, but then they got rid of the um, annotations, so they can't even do that anymore. So they're also talking about getting rid of the, dis- the dislike button as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which is dumb. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's so good. like I don't know. The um, but the, they're talking about getting rid of the dislike button because corporations don't like it. Yeah, you know, like it really is. It's like it's really, really a case because the only time that dislikes ever come up as being a noteworthy thing is always when it's an advertisement yep. for something. Um, for something you go talk about, like you know, we talked about it before, Battlefront. But like you know, I mean, the Call of Duty had it. Um, s- certain kinds of films had it. like the um, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters yeah. uh, film had it. You know, um. And like, uh, like I mean, the it's it's such a strange thing. Um, it's such a strange thing to just like go. Well, we're going to get rid of it. And it's like, it's very strange how we're getting to this point where, like, corporations. Re- where it seems really clear the corporations think that they should be able to just like influence how we think and how we feel. Well, with, you well, know, YouTube is. YouTube is kind of the the plan is apparently for it to become like a TV station. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're cancelling a lot of their conspiracy stuff, which is you know the fun side of YouTube, and it's like okay, uh, you're yeah. gonna kill that platform, you know. So yeah, well, it, it's I mean, it's so strange because they're gonna get rid of that portion of the platform, but they're gonna keep up the really creepy kids videos. Yeah, that for like, me that's a bigger. A bigger I mean, issue, <laughs> you know. I, I, mean, like, I don't know. It's just, it's such a strange. Like I mean, the way that YouTube is run and stuff is just so bizarre because, like, when like Google haven't been able to make money off YouTube since they bought it. Yeah, but this doesn't help and, things. No. This doesn't help things. And you know, there are competitors that uh, they have their own problems. Um, but mm. at the end of the day, it's like the reason why YouTube was successful is because. 
it was mm. different. The reason well, no, why people the, like certain the, things is because they have, they're unique, yeah. you know? The re well, the reason why, like, the reality is, the reason why YouTube was initially success is because, like, it's kind of like, the best way to explain it, it was, do you remember what it was like to use search engines before Google came around? Yep. And it sucked? Yep. And then Google came around and you're like, oh, this is just much better. Yep. This is much better than anything that's came before. And YouTube was like that for video streaming, where it was just much better. Like there was literally, they were going like, well, they could use, um, like there was like Yahoo had a video uh, video service and it was awful. There was, um, I think, like Meta Cafe or something. It was absolutely terrible. And then there was YouTube, which was great because its UI was simple and you could tell there was buffering and stuff, and it was awesome. And then it got bought by Google and it became better in some ways and worse in a lot of ways um you know the comment section got worse and then it got better and now it's just depressing you know <laughs> like but it, i mean it's at least like the comment section actually like functions as a comment section now i remember there was a there was a period about 10 years ago where you could literally reply to someone and they would show up as its own individual comment and people wouldn't have any idea what the what you're talking about you know? Uh, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's it, it's kind of sad to see, but censorship and removal are something that we're kind of seeing more and more, particularly since 2016, where the yep. internet became a very scary place all of a sudden. Um, well, I mean... For example, I, for, for example, sorry, Brent, but for example, I've seen something that I never thought I'd see, where content is region-locked on YouTube... Dude, content has been region locked since 2006. No, no, no. I mean, region locked to an extent that you can't see it in Ireland, but you can see it in Europe. You can see yeah, it in the UK. That's always the case. That's literally always been true. It's, but it's weird. It's weird. Always been true. Yeah, but yeah, but it's not for. It's not for commercial reasons. It's more for political reasons. Yep. Silencing, silencing political dissent. And this is what we've this is what we've talked about with Article Thirteen and Article Eleven, mm -hmm. where if if that goes one step further, where you can just upload where everything you upload is automatically filtered, that's really scary. Now, luckily, that was defeated. So Article Thirteen and Article Eleven have been defeated. Yeah, uh, which is great. For now. Which is for now exactly, for but now. it doesn't mean they're not going to come back around. And when it does come back around, we will let you know. But mm -hmm. man. Uh, a whole new world, like a whole like brave new world, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, you know, but it's it's one of those things where like I think you see, I I do think I have a good bit of optimism about it because it does seem like we're kind of like Web one point was a really long slog and then yeah. a really quick death. Yeah, and then Web two point kind of kicked off early two thousands, like Web one point for. But people who don't know, the like Web Point One Point was basically like a thirty-year period, where it went from being the where it went from being the like colleges and DARPA to becoming like the the beginning of the World Wide Web in yeah, the, the mid eighties and eighties nineties, yeah. and then then there was the dot com crash, which is like the bookend uh, of Web Point Web One Point and then like. You know, then Web 2.0 is kind of like described as like being in full throttle by 2003. That's right around the time when Google just kind of became ubiquitous for, with searches. 
Um, and he started seeing like Friendster and Bebo and MySpace show up and social media became this emergent term. And that's kind of where we've been for now. But yeah. we're seeing like, so Facebook is on the way out. It is. Um, By the day. Yeah, Facebook's on the way out. Google is on the way out. Um, which is, it's such a weird thing because like Google, like with, with Facebook, it's a case of like people, people have kind of just decided that they want to separate out their, their streams for discussion. People have just kind of hit this thing of going, well, I only really want to have photos on Instagram and I only really want to like discuss things on Twitter and I only really want to do you know, specific tasks and they want to kind of like separate that stuff out rather than having everything be in one convenient platform, which mm. is what Facebook was really banking on. And uh, yeah, well, now you have other stuff like, Inst- no, sorry, not you mentioned Instagram, but I mean like uh, TikTok mm. was the big one. Um, yeah, well, TikTok is um, like TikTok. It's too early to, t- to tell what that's going to be. But because- then Snapchat as well. Well, yeah, but like Snapchat's on its way out too. Like Snapchat was hot, but it's not as hot now as it was about a year ago. Yeah, but it's you weird, know? man. Like, you know, and like again, TikTok you put, might just be the might be something big new in the near future. But, but see, it'll, it'll never be. It will never be another be, Snapchat. Well, like, it'll, it'll never be big for us because no. we're Zoomers. Yeah, never big for our parents because they're boomers. Yeah, you know, it will be. It'll be its own thing. I don't think there's. I don't think there be another social networking site that has the reach of facebook oh no but like facebook's kind of going to just be that you know it's going to be legacy a myth in yeah. the you know like almost like have like a fable about it you know yeah but, it's it's like i think i don't think facebook's going anywhere but i think its user base will drop quite yeah. significantly active user base everybody just have one it'll just be like a thing it's like the way every adult over a certain age has a has a linkedin account it's yeah. just what you have um but as far as being an active place, I don't see that. I can see oh, that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I mean, then you have, it's what's weird is like Google doesn't have that problem because you don't really have, like, you don't really have people being like, because um, like, I mean, like, you don't really have that many people who go that you have, you get people going like, I will never use Facebook again. Yeah, you don't really see people being like, "I'm never going to use Google again." Well, my question to um, that would be, "How are you never going to use Google again?" You know, you'd have to really, really, really try actively. You know, so you know, no, no Android phones. Yeah. Uh, no Google supported platforms. Yeah. No Gmail. No YouTube. Yeah. No, you know, the list well, goes are, on and it's on. It's interesting because there are some really good articles that are coming out if you want to search for them on the different things that uh, the different things you can use. Like um, true, there are. Pro, uh, Proton Mail apparently is the best mail service outside of Gmail. That's for free. Um, and then there's also like, I mean, then you have stuff like. Um, Mega and Dropbox, which are good competitors to Google Drive. Um, mm. You know, for search engines, you've got the likes of Quant, DuckDuckGo, and a good few others. Um, and then, like, I mean, I mean, like, video, like, for casual video streaming, it's really hard to beat YouTube. 
it's really really yeah hard. like, like mind is quite mind is quite good bit shoots mm. quite good bit shoots torrent based base uh your daily motion um, you know but daily, daily motion's kind of bad though <laughs> yeah daily daily motion is always <laughs> daily motion's always mad it, it's still stuck in 2005 bit yeah. has a lot of potential because it's torrent based mm. uh so it's kind of like on the blockchain yeah. and, and the, um Vimeo is really good, but it's yeah, also Vimeo's like okay. Vimeo has really like tried to push itself into a niche thing of being. It's like it's not really somewhere where you would post your video essays, but it is a place where you'd put your creative works. And well, here's the thing, dude. Right, so streamers. So I I watch mm-hmm. I watch a lot of streamers. You know, do podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff and. Streaming on YouTube has a lot of problems. So there's new platforms like Streamy and stuff, but the money that they would make there actually isn't isn't anything close to what they'd make with YouTube. So it's it's kind of like I mean, if they stuck with it, I mean, it's really hard to know where the audience is going to go. Some people are saying, well, like Twitch is probably the new place. Yeah, Twitch is great. I mean, we'll have Twitch. to wait and see what happens with Twitch. You yeah. Know? But I think, I don't think Twitch is like a flavor of the month. I think it's because I remember, I remember way back when, because I used to use a lot of uh, live streaming platforms, mm. like um, just casually, like uh, Justin.tv and Ustream. Oh, that was Twitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like Justin was my favorite because people could just create user created channels and then just have them be whatever they wanted. Yeah. And like there's one guy who would basically stream every episode of South Park ever and just like dump them one after the other. There was another guy who would do like the one like do uh, Justice League cartoons one after the other. And then, you know, like loads of stuff like that. And it's just great for kind of like having a passive thing on in the background while you play games or whatever. And obviously for for copyright that's kind of, they kind of got screwed around but you know they should because it's you know it's piracy um but like you know when it comes to it's cool to see that like live streaming is kind of hitting a really good stride now and especially with something like twitch it's really cool to see it hitting a stride yeah but it'll be sure. it'll be interesting to see like because like that, it's something like Twitch seems like it's going to be like the the next generation of like video streaming, for um like for like populist video streaming where that's probably where things are going to go. Because I can't honestly the way that YouTube's going and the way that it keeps it keeps making moves that just people. Because like I mean like the reality is like if you're interested in conspiracy theories, even just from the the thing of going like as a hobby, it's a fun thing to learn about in the same way that it's fun to learn about serial killers. You know, if and YouTube's gone, well, you can't do this here. Guess what? Like, this is a opportunity for something like Daily Motion to just like really um, allow those floodgates to open. And yeah, they'll like, get a whole like bunch of traffic. Supply you know? and demand. You know, at the end oh. of the day, it's a gap in the market. Someone goes in. Yeah, and then uh, you know, and it's it's it, for me. I don't understand why they do that. I don't understand why they do a lot of things that they're doing. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they're a multi-million corporation that are losing money, so it's up to them fix their own problems. But it's it's. I think when it comes to like conspiracy stuff, it's um, it, like it could be a case of them going, "Well, we have a social responsibility because of how big the platform is," to 
not spread misinformation and like if that's what they're if that's what they're doing congratulations on doing it in the worst possible way uh <laughs> you know like, like personally i believe that all ideas should be out in the open because bad mm-hmm. ideas get made fun of and then yep. they go away yeah <laughs> well you say you say that but flat earth is not going anywhere yeah but everybody so. makes fun of that and it's hilarious yeah, yeah. it's not going anywhere <laughs> like, uh, yeah so but come like on man you make fun of it like i mean it's the same thing as like you know saying well you can make fun of the west bar west bar uh, westboro baptist church it's like yeah but that's not going to make them go anywhere yeah but like, it's just not going to make them grow anyway you know what i mean it's yeah. like no one because yeah, it's it's not an organization that's trying to grow it's made up of like family members yeah well you so, know what? then just let them be do their crazy yeah. <laughs> like but it, i'm it's one of those things where like you know there's there's one way to handle it and then there's like there's one way to handle it it's probably gonna be the best way to do it and then there's like a ton of ways that are like just bad like i mean in general like history shows that like prohibiting prohibiting people from doing what they're gonna do anyway mm, just makes it that, worse just makes things worse you know like i mean the reality is like you know not to get like too political but like you look at um like you look at countries where uh, the likes of like drugs are legalized and they have way less of an issue with things like addiction mm. you know same alcoholism mm-hmm. same in alcoholism yeah, totally. You know, the, these things, I mean, like, alcoholism is worse in places where it's, like, it is a more serious issue where it's banned. Because, you know, like, when, you know, when it comes down, when it comes down to it, it's usually the worst possible people that are in the situation of going, well, uh, this is how I'm going to make money for myself. You know, like very rare you find a good honorable person who's like, you know what I'm going to do for an honest living? I'm going to cut and make cocaine. Like, they're like, no, I'll find some other way to make money. Thanks. And I, think, <laughs> you know? I think on that point, we're going to wrap up, friend. What, yeah. what a way to end the podcast. <laughs> but speaking of our internet 2.0 or 1.0 discussion, did you know that today... The seventh of February was the first recorded incident of a DDoS attack. Ooh, yeah, I did not know that. Do you want to know who was the victim? Or sorry, of a DOS attack, not even DDoS. Oh, um, I don't know who the victim was. But it was Yahoo. Huh. Yahoo was the first known uh, DOS attack managed to shut down the site for one hour in two thousand. Mm. There you go, crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah so there's the fact of the day guys but um Bryn want to thank you so much for joining me this week as always and apologies mm. to people on Twitch who were joining us and then the stream completely died so mm. apologies on that we will get the bug sorted out going yes. forward but Bryn how can the good people uh, get in contact with you so they can contact me um, best is usually over Twitter um, so you can get me there at cast underscore brain underscore cast. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's probably the easiest way to reach me. Um, in terms of general plugs, I don't think I have any for this week because uh, my mind is a little bit blank and a little bit fuzzy and I could probably do it with a nap. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that'll probably do it for me. I think I cool. have. All right, guys. And my plug is going to be our website, nerdtonomedia.com where you can find all of our past shows or links to them anyway on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, 
everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, you can check us out live if you, uh, well, live pre-taped on Saturday at 5pm. And we do stream on Twitch, not only this podcast, but also video games. Nerd Ducks is where you can uh, check that out. So Nerd D-U-X is uh, the, the platform there on Twitch. And my Twitter is at DaraWV, D-A-R-R-A-G-H-W-V. So until next week, this is Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM and Nerd to Know Media. We'll talk to you then. Bye.